This is episode 213, How Your Fear of Failure is Sabotaging Your Success with Lindsay. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, thank you to those of you who share about the show on social media and who go on iTunes and leave a rating and review. All of that really helps the show grow. Be sure to tag me so that I can thank you. I am coming to you from Monte Carlo, Monaco. It's the last night of our honeymoon here in France before we head off to London. Monaco is a very interesting place. It's incredibly wealthy. In fact, 30% of the population is made up of millionaires. Only about 40,000 people live here and it's the most densely populated sovereign state in the world. Something that's very interesting about being here is it's a very wealthy area. You see a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or some crazy expensive car. It's like common (laughs) to see them here. And everybody has all the jewelry and bags and shoes and all the things. And for the first time ever, I treated myself to a designer bag and a designer pair of shoes here in Monaco. It's the first time ever I've done that. And I was talking to one of the the sales ladies and Stephanos and I were just asking her about how she liked living here. And she's lived here 20 years and she said, I don't have any friends. It's very hard to make friends here because everybody's, she didn't say the word superficial, but that's the essence of what she said. And it just goes to show that money doesn't buy happiness. Now, there's nothing wrong with wealth. There's nothing wrong with having money. I know plenty of very wealthy people who are incredibly kind, humble, giving, generous people. In fact, if more wealth was in the hands of those people, I think we'd see a lot more changes in the world. But it just, again, is that confirmation that doesn't matter what car you drive, what shoes you wear, what bag you're carrying, what house you live in. When it comes to happiness and fulfillment, it truly, truly is an inside job. So moving on to today's episode, I'm really talking about fear of failure. And I'm going to be honest again and transparent with you. This is a repeat of episode 98. I'm back next week where I will have really good, reliable Wi-Fi and I can do the coaching calls. See, I have to have really good Skype or Zoom to be able to do them. So that's why it's been a little more challenging, but you will get a new show again next week. But this is really a great episode. I always dig for the episodes that are really good for you to re-listen to. Maybe you haven't even listened to this one, but it's excellent for any of you who want to take a risk, want to make a change, want to pursue something you love. So I want to talk to you about failure. Imagine for a moment that you do something or put yourself out there in some way and you fail. You get a no, you lose something, an endeavor was a complete flop. What happens inside of you? What do you think? What do you feel? Does your stomach tighten? Do you feel embarrassed? Does the voice of your inner critic really flare up? Notice what happens when you imagine failure. And just remember that as you listen to this episode. I coached Lindsay on moving from awareness to implementation. She knows the next steps to take in her life and business, but cannot figure out why she's just not taking them. She thinks her problem is about time management, productivity, and balance, but it's really not about that at all. As you listen to this call, consider 
How are you at moving from awareness to implementation? How do you feel about failure? What has been your biggest failure to date? What steps do you know you should take and even want to take, but just don't seem to be doing it? So before we dive in, I want to talk to you about Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing founders. Now, unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No BS, mystery fibers, or doubts about what's going in your body. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. Lola will deliver exactly what you need when you need it. Now, I love their subscription model. It makes packing. I've been away for a month, so obviously I needed some feminine products in that month. And Lola made it super easy. I got my subscription box, throw it in my suitcase, didn't even have to think about it. And I can trust what's going in my body. Did you know the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products? So most of them don't. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. Major brands use a mix of synthetic, ew, ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. The feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, and dyes. You do not have to worry about that with Lola. Their products are, again, 100% cotton with nothing added. Plus, with Lola, you could do good with your purchase. For every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. So here is your call to action. For 30% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter promo code OVERIT30. And that's the numbers 3-0. So again, go to mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A.com and enter promo code OVERIT30 and get 30% off your subscription. Lindsay, welcome to the show. What's your question? So my question is around taking action, moving from awareness to implementation. Specifically, I'm starting a health coaching practice, or that is my dream to do. And I've noticed that I've learned a lot of things and I have a lot of different aspects of that coaching practice that I could implement. And I have a lot of awareness around what I should be doing and I'm not doing it. And then I realized today there was something that had come up in my corporate job, um, a suggestion that somebody had given me to increase my time management. And it's a great suggestion. I love it. It's super easy, but I'm not doing it. Mm. And so I feel completely paralyzed. And I don't know if it's that I'm just afraid of getting out of my comfort zone or making a change. I don't want to make people mad if I say no, or if they like something changes or like, I have to take time away from my family or maybe it's part of that. I don't know how to prioritize. So it's hard to move into adding new things in like setting a meditation or saying, okay, I'm going to go walk in the morning because I'm just laying there anyway. So why don't I just get up and go do something? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I need to be like laying in bed with my husband and then, you know, my little one comes in and it's like, is that valuable time for me? And then I feel guilty all day that I could have implemented something or I could have used that time more wisely. Here's the thing. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Well, no matter what you're doing, it sounds like you're going to be thinking you should be doing something else. 
So the answer isn't really in what do I do or not do or how do I manage my time? It's really how you are with yourself and any of these things that you're doing. Because if you're in bed with your husband and your little one, then you're like, oh, I'm not exercising. If you're exercising, then you're like, oh, I'm not meditating. If you're meditating, you're like, oh, I'm not with my family. And I could give the same kind of situations, examples for for work situations. Mm -hmm. I should be doing this, but I'm not. So it's more how you are with yourself and all of these situations that really is the problem more than time management or indecision or motivation or any of those things. Okay. Part of it is to give yourself full permission to do what you want. I find that challenging. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think in theory, it sounds great, but I don't know how to act on it. I feel paralyzed by taking a step in, in a different direction. How do you feel paralyzed? I think I just second guess that step or whether it's putting my health coaching practice into business, whether it's reaching out and putting myself out there. Um, so let me stop you for a second. Tell me about your biggest failure. My biggest failure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I have one necessarily that sticks out in my mind, but I do feel like I live in expectation hangover a lot. Um, like, I guess I thought I would be somewhere Well, I'm successful in my, in my job. I just, I don't know that that's where I thought I would be, or it's not necessarily what I want anymore. Okay. An expectation hangover though is different than a failure. Like, tell me when you've done something, you've, you've went for something, you've taken an action step and it was just an epic fail from your judgment, like it didn't work out or someone said no, or you lost money or you fell on your face. Tell me about a big failure, like a big one. My gosh. I mean, I think a relationship comes to mind where I feel like I completely failed at that, but I don't know if that's... Here's the problem. And this was my suspicion. You've strategized your life so much. You haven't really ever had a big fail where you've fallen flat on your face and you realize you survive. That sounds, that resonates with me. I mean. Right. Because any entrepreneur, if you read entrepreneur books, if you talk to people who've really achieved big things, they will tell you about all the failures they've had. I've had plenty. Mm -hmm. And because you're so scared of that, Lindsay, it sounds like, um, taking any kind of risk, making any kind of decision before you know it's absolutely right is, is difficult. So you're kind of in more of a planning, strategic playing it safe, which is why you, it's common to have expectation hangovers because the more plans we have, the more expectation hangovers we have. The more expectations mm-hmm. and goals we set, the more hangovers we have. Right. So a big part of this is a giving yourself permission and, and B letting yourself do things where it might not work out or it might not be the right step or someone may get upset. Mm -hmm. But because one, my sense is you probably feel fear failure and we can define failure as things not going according to plan, someone being upset. It just, you know, there's lots of ways to define it, but you get what I'm saying. 
Sure. And two, like really knowing that you'll be okay if you do. I think I said A and two, but you get my point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are you thinking as I'm saying this? I think you're spot on. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a planner and I've never made a step without having an, a plan in place. And so I can't see the future of a health coaching practice. I mean, I can think about what I want and I see other people doing it. I'm like, yes, that's what I want. But to get there, yeah, I, exactly. I'm, I'm paralyzed of making that step in that direction to potentially fail. Right. It's kind of like this. <clears throat> if I'm standing in front of a cold pool and I've never jumped <laughs> in a cold pool before, I'm going to be really scared. I'm probably going to inch my way. I'm probably going to ask people around me like how cold it is, how deep it is. I'm going to be nervous. But if I just jump in that cold pool and I see, okay, kind of sucked in the beginning. It was really freaking cold, but I survived. Then the next time I'm in front of a cold pool, I'm like, oh, oh, here it is again. But I know I did it last time, so I'm going to jump. And mm-hmm. because you don't have kind of a track record of letting yourself jump, and seeing that you're okay, even if it doesn't work out exactly as planned, mm-hmm. taking any kind of step feels like such a hurdle. So many of the steps we need to take that create the biggest shifts in life, we don't know necessarily what's going to happen. There's often no guarantees with those. And mm-hmm. you want a guarantee. And with launching a business, you want what? Yeah. I want a money back guarantee. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And with launching a business or even making little decisions like, do I meditate or do I go for a walk or do I stay in bed? There's no quote unquote right answer. There's only what you choose and you choose it and then you get feedback and then you make another choice. But the the paralysis Mm -hmm. is paralysis by analysis. That's why you feel paralyzed. Not because you're not capable, not because you're not ready, but because you're stuck in your head. It's true. So, so how do I get unstuck out of my head? Well, let's shift gears for a second. How do it? Let's shift gears for a second. So your little one, how old? He's five. It's five. Okay. Do you let him mess up? Do you let him fail? Do you let him fall down sometimes? Or do you really, really try to protect him from everything? I let him fail sometimes. And we have to at this point. I think maybe when he was younger, I tried to protect him more. But now it's like, well, you have to learn. (laughs) It's kind of what we say to ourselves. Like we know it's going to be a bad idea if he does something, but he won't listen to us. So he just does it. And then he learns. So yeah, I mean, sometimes we have to let him do it to find out how it goes. Can you imagine what would happen if you did it? Like if you protected him from everything, what kind of like adolescent and grown up do you think he'd turn out to be? Well, I think he'd be fearful of doing anything because he was always protected. Right. And he wouldn't know what to do. Right. Can you relate? Yeah. 
I mean, I, th- I think I was encouraged to do stuff, but I'm protecting myself. Exactly. Like I'm not letting myself do that. So if I, if I put myself in the here and now today, like I know I'm capable of doing lots of these things that I feel like I just can't take that step to do, but I'm not allowing myself to do that. I'm not, like you said, giving myself permission right. to do it and just see what happens. And why do you feel you can't take that step? guilt comes to mind mm-hmm. or the fear of getting like changing the the pattern that I'm in, even though I don't like the pattern that I'm in, mm-hmm. it's, it's afforded me success. I'm comfortable. We have a good life, but it's just not making me happy anymore. So, right. so there's two things there's guilt and we'll talk about mm-hmm. that. And then there's uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And for a planner, planners do not like uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But at the, at the same time, the, the, the interesting thing about planners is they often tend to have, I think planners sometimes escape their planner head by having daydreams and by having visions and having this desire to go do something different. And But what stops them is the uncertainty part of it. the more comfortable we Mm -hmm. get with taking risks without any guarantee of how it's going to turn out, the more comfortable we get with uncertainty. And the more we realize that uncertainty isn't a bad thing, it's in the uncertainty that all the magic can be created. Because like you said, you know your life, you know what you have, you have a certain degree of comfort, but there's a piece of you that's not fulfilled. And there's a piece of you that's being called towards something else. And do you want to keep doubting that? No, because I feel like I'm going to, like every year I look back and think, oh, I should have, could have, would have, but then I just move on. You know, time is going so fast right now. And especially like I measure it by, you know, watching my son grow older and it's like, wow, he's going to kindergarten. And what, wait, what, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I'm worried that five years are going to go back by, or, you know, I finished, finished my health coaching program and now it's like, okay, well, I just did that. Now what am I going to do with that? And if I let too much time go by, it's just, I feel like it's going to fall by the wayside. And then it's just going to be another one. That would be an epic sale. I would be like, well, there it was. And I Mm -hmm. let it go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here I am stuck in this comfort zone, feeling guilty and uncertain and unhappy. Right. So this is sort of what's happening right now. You're feeling guilty and uncertain. And then in the future, you're going to feel regretful and remorseful. Mm-hmm. So all this guilty and uncertainty that's keeping you in your comfort zone is only setting you up for regret and remorse. So what is the point to hanging on to the guilt and certainty about where you are right now? What is the upside? Because right now I'm only hearing it's going to create regret and remorse. Well, I think because I've always heard you say that it, whatever we're creating now is serving a purpose. And so I think my purpose is it's holding me comfort. It's holding me status quo. Right. 
Exactly. Yeah. So whatever kind of quote unquote negative patterns are serving a a higher purpose. So it's holding you quote unquote, it's keeping you in that status quo. However, you just Mm -hmm. said, so this is when you want to like bust your own beliefs. You just said that this status quo will lead to regret and remorse. It already is kind of. I agree. Right. I, I totally agree. Right. So how can you get that same sort of payoff of feeling safe, right? of feeling some degree of comfort. Cause I believe that some degree of comfort and safety and security is important to feel. We don't want to just like totally take the kind of leap of faith that's going to jar our entire nervous system and, and threaten our basic sense mm-hmm. of self. But what is something that you could do that would be moving you forward, that would move, move you toward stepping more into potential, more into purpose, that would move you away from having future regret and remorse but also would not threaten that sense of security that you do feel like you feel? Well, I'm trying to take baby steps um, and, and, and they're uncomfortable because I feel like I'm changing it up, but I already try to get up earlier in the morning to work on um, my health coaching stuff. So whether it's my website or something else around that or or listening to a podcast or a a talk about something or, um, but even that, like I could get up anything, like I've been trying to get up and do something. Um, but I feel like it's such a like small step and I think I want bigger. Well, yeah, it sounds like you're taking steps that are a little too comfortable. You can't like you could, you could have an amazing health coaching website and still not have a single client. The website is inconsequential. So Mm -hmm. it's more about thinking, okay, in order to have a health coaching business, I need to have clients. So what do I need to do to get out of my comfort zone a little bit to attract clients? Do I need to call or email my friends, say I'm doing this, offer them a gift certificate to give to a friend or someone that they know, giving that person a free discovery call with me? Do I need to start posting about it more? Do I need to talk to the people at my gym about doing a free seminar from them? I'm just giving you like different ideas of like the steps you're taking are a little too, too within your comfort zone. So it's like, what are some steps you need to start taking that are out of the comfort zone a little bit, but don't threaten your whole sense of security. Because it sounds like to me, you're not ready to say, I'm quitting my corporate job completely and focusing on this. It sounds right. like that's too big of a leap right now. It sounds like based on the way you work, you need a little more proof evidence <laughs> that mm-hmm. the health coaching could work before you're ready to make that step. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say... If you decided to take that kind of leap of I'm quitting my corporate job and I'm going to build my health coaching practice, that would be pretty epic. And even if you didn't succeed at it, you would prove to yourself that, hey, I can take a risk. I can quote unquote fail and I'm still going to be okay. But only you can decide the degree of risk or uncertainty that you're willing to tolerate. But the higher the risk, the higher the reward and the faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. 
And it's, it's funny that you, like, as far as getting clients, I have groups, like I have a list of groups or people that I would want to reach out to. And I've had it. Like every time this comes up, I think about it, I write these same names down, these same groups down, yet I haven't quite done it. So, I mean, I think that's probably like what you're saying. The first big step is to just put myself out there and reach out to these people and say, this is what I'm doing and start gaining more interest. Right. And knowing and, and seeing that that's not a complete failure. Like, I think in my mind, I think no one's going to want to, no one's going to talk to me. No one's going to want to want to mm-hmm. come work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really good belief to carry around. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you may want to look at that too. I mean, similar to this, I teach a class, a, a workout class, and I reached out. Or, well, in my class, I had announced like I am. I'm working in the direction of starting a health coaching practice. If you're interested in joining my email list, you know, I brought paper and a pen and like a couple of people signed up. I mean, I know people are interested. So that was like my little baby step. That's a great baby step. But if you want this to mm, transpire faster, you're going to have to start taking some big girl steps, some like grown, grown up woman steps, not so much baby steps anymore. And again, this is, I want you to do more things that quote unquote feel like you failed so that Mm -hmm. you can see that you're okay. You can put yourself out there and you can do that. This is important for you, Lindsay, because you're playing it too safe. And when you build more of a, I guess you could just say a comfort with doing something and quote unquote failing or getting rejected or whatever, you're not as afraid. It's like I coached a, a man about a year ago. And he was terrified of asking women out on dates or walking up to them. And I I said, okay, for 40 days straight, you have to talk to or ask at least one woman a day out. I don't care who it is. And by day 37, he was like asking the most gorgeous woman in the room out. You know, even if he knew she probably was going to say no, he had established within himself a confidence that even if she says no, it's okay and I'm honoring myself and I'm asking for what I want. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So for example, there's a difference between, Hey, I'm moving in the direction of starting a health coaching practice. And if you're interested, here's my email list versus, Hey everybody, I'm a health coach and I have great tips for you about those stubborn five pounds you'd love to like release before bikini season sign up here. I'll send you the tips. That's much different than I'm moving in the direction of becoming a health coach. And if you're interested, here's my email list. Will you please sign up? Please. please. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I see the difference and I can do the second one. Like I, I can do it. You totally can. You totally can. Absolutely. It's owning the story and like you said, giving my permission, giving myself permission to fail. Cause I mean, in the end, like I'm not dying. I'm, you know, if it fails, then I just figure out a different thing to do. Exactly. Logically. I know it. Yeah. But let's kind of get back to this kind of question you became and that you brought in the first place about 
why do I have trouble making decisions and why am I not taking action? I think we sort of looked at the first one. Why do I have trouble making decisions? Because, well, there's a, the, mm-hmm. the fear of missing out. There's the, I'm afraid to fail. There's a shoulda, coulda, woulda. There's the paralysis by analysis, you know, and why am I not taking the steps? And that kind of comes back to the guilt. Mm-hmm. So what do you feel guilty about? I feel guilty that I just don't have enough. I feel like I'm stretched so thin that I'm not giving any one thing in my life the attention that it needs or that I want to give it, whether it be my family, my work, my health coaching practice. Okay, I'm going to stop you. You will always feel that way as long as you have the unrealistic and unreasonable expectations that you do. Hmm. instead of looking at how much you're doing, what an amazing mom you you're doing, the steps you are taking, you're looking at how much you aren't. And you think that the way to get better at things is to look at all the ways that you're not doing something and put more expectations on yourself, thus more expectation hangovers. It's not that you're not doing enough. It's that your expectations and your shoulds are completely unreasonable and unrealistic. Okay. Let's break this down. Let's break this down. So give me an example of everything you think you should be doing right now. Well, I think I, like on the days that I have, that I'm with my son, I should not be checking in as much as I am with work. Um, I feel like I should be doing like spending more time with my family. So then I feel guilty if I put in time to have like a girl's dinner or here's what I want you to do, because this is taking up a lot of mental energy. I want you to write out all your expectations of yourself and then create some agreements with yourself. Agreements like while I'm with my son, I don't check work emails. Communicate to work on these days from these hours, I'm unreachable. And I will check, I will check in at this time. Two girl nights per month. Date night with husband, XYZ. And just form agreements with yourself, Lindsay. Write out all these shoulds, all these expectations, look at them, and then make agreements and put that in place. And make the agreement with yourself of as long as I'm honoring and make these agreements realistic. Okay. And as long as I'm honoring my agreements and I'm really clear about them, then there's no need to feel guilty. And also look at by you being happy, having your girlfriends, building your business, whatever it may be, that's setting a positive example for your son. Mm hmm. But you're going to have to choose like, you know, and it, moms have the hardest time with it. I've said on the air many times, mom guilt is like, if we could bottle mom guilt and like turn it into like oil, <laughs> we, we would solve our fuel crisis. Like, it's just like so pervasive. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you can't have it all at once. And if you want to mm-hmm. like just be a super mom and dedicate your life to your son, then don't build a business right now. Like if you want that to be your primary focus, then do it. But if you have a desire to also build your business right now, 
then you've got to be okay with the fact that there may be some times where he has a sitter. There may be some times when he's with his dad, but when you're with him, he's going to get all of you and he's going to get the happy and fulfilled you. Mm -hmm. But it's about making clear choices and agreements, standing behind those agreements, taking action, not being afraid to fail and knowing that the guilt is completely useless. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like the making agreements and then I'm making agreements with myself. So exactly. then if I let myself down, I can look at my agreements. Exactly. So, and then you then renegotiate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if I can communicate that and set that expectation, especially with, with work when on the days that I'm off, I think that will help. Cause then it's like, I feel like they expect me to respond right away. Right. But if they know here's, here's when I'll respond, you know, then I think that will release some of that. Exactly. Guilt. But here's the last thing I'll say. You have your two in your head. All you've got so Mm -hmm. much mental energy creating all this guilt and questioning and paralysis by analysis. Stop. Take actions form agreements and honor your agreements. Give yourself permission to take action, let yourself fail, and then clear agreements instead of expectation. Stick to those agreements. Don't ask more or less of yourself. If you need to renegotiate any of your agreements, you do that. You write it down so it's a contract with yourself. And then when the mind comes in, you're like, nope, I have an agreement about that. Or when the fear of taking a step comes in, you go, hmm don't want regret or remorse. I'm doing it. It's okay to fail. Hmm. You think, you think staying in your head is safe, but Mm. it's not. Mm -mm. No. And I think the fear of regret and remorse is just so powerful. Let that inspire you. Let it inspire you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, I feel like that's an inspiration talking to you about this and, and hear, like, hearing that I definitely can play that back as inspiration. Beautiful. This is helpful. Absolutely helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lindsay, for bringing such a relatable blog forward and for having the courage to talk about how you're getting in your own way, which I know is serving many of our listeners. Okay, so the key thing in this session is that Lindsay's fear of failure was actually the number one thing that was keeping her from success. She thought all her planning and strategizing and taking baby steps were moving her forward, but they were really just holding her back. This is why in the beginning of the episode, I asked you to think of a circumstance in which you could fail and pay attention to what comes up for you around it. A healthy relationship to failure is an essential ingredient to success, not only outward success, but being successful when it comes to our well-being. Let's break this down. Failure is defined as lack of success, but let's look at what success really means. If we view success to include learning something, growing, having an experience that makes us stronger and wiser and more courageous, then we never really fail unless we refuse to learn, grow, or develop more courage. From my point of view, the only way you fail is if you go into a hopeless, helpless, I'm a victim, I have no choice, and I'm just going to give up when something doesn't turn out like you planned. 
as long as you see each failure or setback or flop or oops or rejection or expectation hangover as a successful step toward your goal because you learned something along the way, then failure is not so scary. Listen, I have failed a lot. Most of you know my story, left a successful career and floundered around in debt for a while, got dumped, been divorced. There's been a lot of flops in my business as well. But honestly, all of those failures have contributed to my growth and consequently my success. Whenever I'm interviewing or around successful people, the topic of failure usually comes up. In fact, in a recent conversation with my friend, Mark Sisson, who's the founder of Primal Blueprint, we talked about how he wanted to write a book once about failure and collect stories of successful people's failures because you don't always hear those stories, but believe me, they're a huge part of success. So stop playing it so safe just because you want to avoid failure. Got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to jump right in that pool instead of taking these teeny, teeny, tiny baby steps. You know, you don't want to take steps that are too comfortable. Yes, any action step is important, but don't fool yourself thinking you're doing something that's really not moving you forward. Another thing about my coaching session with Lindsay is, I don't know if you noticed, but when I talked to her about giving herself permission, there was a long pause. It was almost as if she was realizing in that moment, she wasn't really giving herself permission to do what she wanted. She was so racked with guilt and overwhelm and planning. Give yourself permission. You must drop the guilt. Don't live with regret. You cannot get back time. I also want to clarify something I said. I said, the more plans we have, the more expectation hangovers we can have. It's not so much about the plans, it's about our attachment to the plans and filling ourselves up with so many plans because we like certainty so much that we leave no room for the magic and no room for the uncertainty. So yes, have plans, but don't get too attached to them. Have goals, but leave some room for the universe to surprise you. And also check your expectations. So many of the expectations and shoulds Lindsay was putting on herself were just wholly unrealistic and unreasonable. And remember to give enough attention and acknowledgement to all the things you are doing versus all the things that you aren't doing. Okay, so some takeaways for you. Number one, fail. Let yourself fall flat on your face and see that you're going to be okay. Or at least set up a circumstance where you could fail. Take a risk, put yourself out there, see that if you get a no or you quote unquote fail, that you do recover and you do survive and it's not that bad and you can learn. Think of some action steps you can take that will really move you out of your comfort zone. And as I told Lindsay, write down all your expectations and shoulds and then make agreements with yourself and other people if necessary and keep those agreements. So you're not living in the land of expectations, you're in agreements and communicate those agreements with others. Most of all, give yourself permission to fail because in giving ourselves permission to go for our dreams, sometimes we have to give ourselves permission to fail as well. And there's no such thing as failure if you really leverage every perceived failure as an opportunity to learn and grow. And I promise you, if you do fail, you will be able to get over it and on with it. Sending you much love and many blessings. Until next time, everybody. 
Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.